Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the Billow and Hilltop Podcast. Wait a minute. Oh, who are you? Oh, you don't know. I'm so sorry. No, no, nobody's told me anything. I didn't get the memo. Uh, Paul, this is an American. Uh, he's called Austin. Howdy. Austin as in Austin, Texas. Ostentatious. Ostentatious. Yes. I've been told that many times. <laughs> Austin. Austin is from... Nice to meet you, Mr. Tatious. <laughs> Austin is here to talk to us about his podcast on our podcast. Is that his confusing? podcast on our podcast? Yes, exactly. Yes. So I, from our podcast, went on to his podcast to talk about our podcast, and now he has come to our podcast to talk about his podcast. It's really simple. Yeah, it's very simple. Uh, Austin meet Paul. Paul meet Austin. Hello, Austin. Hello, Paul. Uh, Paul. Uh, sorry, no, not Paul. I don't want to know about your podcast. I already know about your podcast, Austin. Because <laughs> my podcast tell us is your podcast, about... not his podcast. You should both know about each other's podcasts because you are the same podcast. Well, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. <laughs> That's complicated. Some people would disagree. Mm-hmm. Austin, why don't you tell us? about your podcast the iron bound chest oh thank you i sit down with some amazing people in the tabletop role-playing game community and we have a deep conversation about the way in which the games that we play have meaning to ourselves and affect our lives and not just about how oh what's your favorite class or what's your favorite monster but just more of like how these weird games that we play and speak in funny voices and roll plastic dice uh, affect us as people and it's and it's just a lovely time i think yeah but what is your favorite class what is your favorite monster uh class is ranger yes the correct monster answer. is probably that's nah, a hard one you gotta think of a monster think of a monster name oh. any monster trolls cool i like that good answers um and what's your favorite silly voice yes Ooh. oh <laughs> <laughs> That's a good I one. We'll just leave it there. I think we'll just leave it at that. Hello. Oh, oh, oh. Nice to meet you, Paul and Mike. How are you doing today? <laughs> this is starting to freak That's me out. Good one. So you should check out, you should certainly check out Austin's podcast, The Iron Bound Chest. Austin was kind enough to have me on the show to have a bit of a chat about uh, the Billowing Hilltop. And there are loads of other great people on there talking about games and about podcasting. And I highly recommend it. I'll give it a go. Yes, do, Paul. Thank you. Um, I will, Mike. Thanks, Austin. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been great uh, getting to talk to you all again. Thank you. If you've not done so already, it really helps us if you rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever. So, without further ado, please enjoy episode 23, Park Life. I confess, I'm in the nightgown. A nightgown? Yes, joy. It's like a Victor, you know, the old Victorian Dickens thing. It's they're fabulous. That's oh, a very I, scary I, thought, actually. Just don't have the hat. About your Dickens. Exactly. I don't <laughs> want to think about. I don't want to think about Paul's Dickens. <laughs> Shut it. Shut it. Yeah. No. I'm. Uh, I'm doing yeah, no. the. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing. I'm doing the. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Brilliant. Yeah. But no. But. All right. Dindy. 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 Good evening, everybody. Uh, episode, um, I can't, uh, what was it again, Paul? 20. Anyway, no matter. Uh, three. 20 something. I, I can't believe. 23. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, episode 23, uh, where we left things. Uh, I can't remember where we were. What the fuck are we doing? We were fighting some uh, Greeblies. Down a passageway. We went in the smoky tree thing. You did. You're in the realm of the of the grey woodsman you yeah. found an orrery and you found an orrery you've been fighting these weird little woody little creatures and some giant wolves and we left something we left it kind of halfway through a round or at the beginning of a round at quite a juncture as we left things you had found this damaged piece of magical mechanical equipment an orrery that represents 
one view anyway of the cosmology of your world but i think we had a bit of a discussion last time about how it's just a it's a speculative object it's not it's not based necessarily upon observation because perhaps science isn't that advanced but it's it's one view of how your local cosmos is constructed there are other views and you'd studied that a little we talked a little bit about it in a sort of few beats of break a few beats of rest in between you killing the last wolf and you've already got the sound of more creatures coming up the little set of steps to your southwest out of the darkness everything is wreathed in smoke there are autumn leaves scattered around the ground uh, and the walls and the ceiling and the floor of this space seems to be sort of ribbed with tree roots like you're sort of descending into a an under forest kind of area yeah marvelous yeah marvelous and i think as we left things cuthbert had just started to kind of push into this little passageway sort of stairway down to the southwest and could hear the sound of something large and uh aggressive rushing up out of the darkness towards him that's right now we had dropped out of initiative sequence we've got a choice we can pick back up with the initiative sequence we had or we can re-roll what would you prefer to do it doesn't really make much difference i don't mind okay i'm happy happy as we are well, why don't we just say, okay, so let's just pick it up with this, uh, Cuthbert, you can hear this, the sound of something kind of accelerating towards you out of the darkness, and it's your round. What would you like to do? Oh, great. I'd like to do absolutely nothing apart from, I think, can I ready to attack anything that rushes out at me? Yeah, of course. Uh, what about Purple? Purple Herpy. This sound is coming from... Past Cuthbert, right? yeah, what you can kind of, you've got a certain amount of illumination. I think that Sessions has got a light spell running. I have, yes. It's not very clear from the map, but it is the, where Cuthbert is standing the only other exit? So far as you can see, yes. Uh, the um, there's, Because of the smoke hanging in the air, everything is slightly obscured, even when you've got a bright light source. If you have dark vision, okay. you can ignore that uh, stricture. You can make out Cuthbert. He seems to be uh, exiting the room through a little tunnel, and the sound is coming from past him, and that's the only exit you can see. Right. How far away does it sound like these Give me a perception check. Are? 11. 11? difficult to be absolutely pinpoint Uh, but you think that it's within 30 or 40 feet of Cuthbert so around um, yeah you think it's imminent got it in which case I think it's time to run away leave Cuthbert to do his thing I'm going to the invisibility didn't do anything did it Um, your invisibility didn't seem to affect these creatures are you still invisible i thought you'd cast a spell and become visible again yeah no i'm sure i was in i was visible yeah yeah i'm saying when i did when i was invisible it, it just ignored it no yeah your sense is that uh these things i mean it's so dark down here and smoky that if they relied on sight they'd be in all sorts of trouble they must be sort of creatures of the dark i mean there are things i could do but i'm probably just going to save spells so i'm ready to hit anything that can reach Sorry. Okay. Let's move on to uh, Grimbold. You're on 12. Grimbold. Well, I was going to do a mirror image, but it sounds like it wouldn't do anything against them. That's a good shout. They don't seem to have sight. They've got a wiry, wooden, weird, twisted, evil treant people. Yeah. So if it's a, if I'm doing an illusion. Yeah, exactly. If well, if, if it's a visual illusion, you suspect you'd be in trouble. A creature is unaffected by this spell if it can't see. Mm-hmm. A 
if it relies on senses other than sight. Yeah. Such as blind sight. Yeah. Okay. That's your sense. I'm going to move into the chamber. Yeah. I'm just going into the room onto the north end of the room and I'm going to ready an action to throw my shadow blade mm-hmm. at whatever if, if a monster comes out. Got it. Got it. Okay. What about sessions? Then you're next. Uh, well, I think I will move my golden crushing coin up to near Cuthbert. Yeah. Uh, and I that's a action. bonus action? Yeah. And then I'll, I will just ready to um, run away. But you can ready an attack with that. It's an attack action to use it? No, it's the bonus a... action to use it. So I can't bonus ready action. it to use. To Got it. Run. Got it. Okay. Okay. I'm just getting out there so it's, it's ready. Um, and then I will um, I'll dodge. <laughs> okay start hopping around from foot to foot. Cuthbert. Yes. First of all, you've got dark vision. Yes. Okay. You can make out a little bit more. I think we're being a little bit uncharitable in terms of what you can see of the map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got a map. You can see a little bit more. Ooh. You're looking down a passageway. Uh, it's stepping down gently. Little terraces set between tree roots to form a sort of staircase. Yeah. You can see a creature. It's about 15 feet from you. Yeah. It disappears from sight. Disappears. Describe disappearing. Okay, well, that's the thing. Can you give me a perception check? Uh, yes, I can do that. I will roll an enormous 23. Rolling 19 23. for 23. Absolutely aced it. What it seems to do, Cuthbert, is it seems to, as it were, subsume itself into the tree roots that are all around the passageway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's sort of, it's, it's rushing up. It's kind of... <laughs> He gets to about 15 feet from you, and then rather than rushing at you, which is what you were sort of expecting and what you're prepared for, mm-hmm. it reaches its sort of woodeny limb to the to the ribs of tree root that kind of ring this passageway, and it sort of <laughs> disappears into them. And your perception check was sufficiently high for you to also be able to register that the passageway itself as it comes towards you and all of the little tree roots and so forth that are around you, yeah. they seem to sort of ripple with that motion. It's almost like it's passing itself uh, towards you, but through the walls. Okay. And then the next thing that you see is another one do the same thing. So another one emerges. I get the picture, and you can always imagine it happening in reverse, can't you? You can imagine them coming out of the roots. You might be able to imagine that, yeah. So another one appears, and it too seems to sort of subsume itself. Is that the right word? I'd, yeah. Into the architecture of the tunnel and vanish. Okay. And then finally, uh, because all good things are done in threes, a third creature comes steaming up out of the darkness mm-hmm. and runs up to you. Yeah. Uh, and you've got your ready to action. You can have a thump at it. I will have a, a thump at it uh, using the uh, the rapier of the east wind. Well, back to true form. I was going to say earlier that when I rolled that 19, I went, <laughs> yes, I wondered. That's it. That's it for the day. That's yeah. it. So I've now just rolled a two, getting a seven. <laughs> seven, even with their garbage armor class. Seven <laughs> Back to f- can I? Yes, you can. My, um, you thing. can. Now, let's just have a think about this. So, yes, it's going to have cover, but yes, go for it. You're you're all prepped to do it. Plus two cover, right? Well, actually, we're, well, there's loads of stuff going on here. First of all, there's two points of cover, but second of all, you're at disadvantage because it's obscured because of the smoke and all the other stuff. So, okay, but my weapon, if it's in darkness or low light. Ah, oh, you negate it. You attack with it, even when you use it as a thrown weapon. Um, 
Yes, I guess. Cool. So. Okay. Well, then let's just then give it a shot. I'm still trying to work out whether I just use it as um, a melee. I'm trying weapon. to work that out too. Um, I think I do. So I'm attacking at plus. You can use your strength or your dexterity, whichever you prefer. So I'm, I'm attacking at plus five. Okay, go for it. I'm going to make the roll. And yep. Roll a... Yep. A five plus another five is a ten. Is a miss. Do I get it in the back of Cuthbert's head? You could do. Do you want to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a shadow blade uh, appears in my hand. Is that cool? No. Sessions, you've got a ready action to run away. No, I, in the end, I, I dodged, so I didn't have ready Okay, action. cool, cool, cool. So you're doing that. Well, this thing gets to strike at you, Cuthbert. Yeah, that misses. Well, it might well do. Um, let's just have a look. I can't remember. They're, I think they're a bit shit, aren't they? Oh, yes, he's got this kind of grey woodsman. He's got this wood axe. He has a swipe at Cuthbert, rolling a three. Hitting on class eight which is going to be a miss. A miss. And we move on to Parker. 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 Um, yes, Parker. me lady. Parker. Parker. Well, Parker will <laughs> step up to behind Cuthbert. Parker. 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 His eyes are going to light up. Parker. Parker. His eyes are going to light up. Parker. <laughs> yeah. He's going to do a... A what? Throw a produce flame. A scary, Parker. At this creature. Yeah. Parker's throwing... got dark vision. Yes. Um, Park vision. Part of life. Park life. Monks make careful study of a magical energy that most monastic traditions call key. Park life. If I have enough key points, I'd like to go down a dungeon and brandish my shillelagh. Park life. That's the name of the app. I roll the one. All the monsters. <laughs> so, so many monsters. monsters. Uh, okay, so that was shit. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Cuthbert. Cuthbert's going to attack with a rapier. How does um plus 15 sound like? Better than 14. <laughs> better than 14 is one better than 14. Yeah, you've hit it. Okay, so that was the rapier. So he does. Rapier. Rapier. 10 points of damage. Okay, now, fine, yes. No, that's fine. Okay, then he's going to do his bonus action with a short sword. He's going to attack with a short sword. Rolling, oh my oh. god, armor plus 23. Also a hit. Doing an enormous eight points of damage. Okay, this thing is, uh, is a little bit knocked back by that. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not... Uh, Close to death, but by the same token, it—that's you seem to have chipped away a fair chunk of its hit points with that little round, which was particularly successful. 18 Burple's points. chance to do stuff. Yeah, 18 points of damage. Purple um, doesn't really have much to do. Okay. So I think what I'll do is renew my readied weapon, but I'm, I've got a song I think I might uh, start moving swiftly on. <laughs> it's my go. Uh, Grimbald. Yeah, scrambled. So he's going to move up to stand next to Cuthbert. We've got Cuthbert, the Clashing Coin, Parker, and Grimbold all crowding together at the top of this little passageway. Oh, no, I'm only a hobbit. I'm only a small hobbit. Okay, so you're... Yeah, okay. Well, still, Cuthbert is in between you and it. Okay, so I'm not base-to-base, -base, so I can still throw this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to throw the... How do you see? Have you got... Uh... <laughs> The traditional approach. 
weird. Uh, is you have no light source though, right? Uh, no, I have. Oh, it doesn't matter because of the it doesn't matter because yeah, it's yeah, 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 So yeah. the first roll. Um, so I'm attacking. Throw the sword. Roll uh, thirteen. Thirteen's a hit. Um, Just okay. Good. It does two uh, d eight psychic damage. I think I'm sorry. Just check that. Six points of damage. Six points. Six points. Six points of damage. And then I'm moving back slightly yeah. behind, uh, just north of Parker. Okay. And the shadow blade reappears in my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's interested in that. Okay. Sessions. Uh, okay. I will jump the um, crushing coin onto the monster. Yeah. Oh, rolling dear. a four, so missing. Um, yeah. Uh, and. I will kind of shuffle up next to uh, Burple and have a look at what's going on. Okay, so Burple and Sessions in the middle of this little chamber. All the others crowded up against the uh, entrance to the passageway. Oh, I dropped my dice. That's so annoying. Okay. So, the thing, the creature, is going to continue to attack Cuthbert. He gets one attack. Yeah. using armor class. Oh, hello. 22. It's got standard damage, and that damage that is standard is the standard damage of eight points of damage. Ooh, we want that damage. Otto punto de amargo. Thank you. Yeah, that's not good, isn't it? Well, that's quite a few um. Okay, it is a few um. It's it's ot- it's ah uh, um. Is it? Uh, no, no, no. Schadenpunkte or acht Punkte to M. Uh, can everybody make perception checks, please? Uh, perception checks, eh? Or make horse noises. Well, Cuthbert gets a natural 20 for a 24. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we've got, yeah, oh, we've got big I numbers get here. 16 on the dice for a and ginormous. Parker gets a 13 for a 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 19. We've got big numbers. Okay, you've got big numbers everywhere. You notice something. <sighs> You'd hope so. You think that the little ripple in the tree roots that Cuthbert uh, registered when those first two creatures seem to subsume into the structure. You think that that sort of rippled through the chamber around you. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come out next to us. Yeah, like a like a peristaltic kind of wave through the ribs of tree roots. Yep. Ooh, peristaltic? What the bloody hell's that? Well, didn't you get an O-level, Johnny? I thought you did, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got a CSE... Um... Didn't, didn't, you get, didn't, oh. didn't you get your... What's, what's the American one? The, 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 the Did you get an ology? It ripples around the chamber past you in like a little pulse and seems to kind of wobble up into the passageway back the way you came. Hmm. The map does a bit look like intestines in a stomach, it has to be said. Mm, it could be being digested. I'll leave you with that thought and we'll move on to... It's Parker. Uh, Parker, what do you want to do, mate? Um, well... Just as a, would it be possible for Cuthbert to take, I don't know, a step left or step right on your round, just so that because at the moment you're the only one who can actually hit him directly? I can, I can only really squeeze back to where the crushing coin is. True. The crushing coin you can move under. Yeah. Well, I will actually move under the crushing coin, <laughs> um, and I'll just have to do another reduce flame. Okay. Is this a cantrip? Yes. Okay. I did have a feeling that these things might be kind of susceptible to fire. I was going to light a torch next, you know, if this thing hadn't turned up. You did wonder, but you'd just never be able to hit one. Um, oh, hello. Rolling a 12. Still now. 
Yeah, that's a hit. Hitting armor class 16. Yeah, that's a hit, that's a hit. That's a doing hit. eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Uh, give me a perception check, Park. This is fire damage as well, isn't it? I know, it's this is fire damage. Affected, is it? Mm. it might be my direction damage, though. It is a, an yeah. 18 making 20 perception. You think that that is un was extremely effective. Oh, okay. Oh. Parker. Oh. It didn't like that at all. The uh, the it and it sort of recoils from the flames. Yeah. Ooh. Time to check character sheets for torches. <laughs> Is that you done? Yeah, that's me done. Yes. Cuthbert. Cuthbert's gonna do. He's gonna do attack attack move. So he will attack with the rapier. Oh, hitting on class 18. It's a hit. I don't quite know what's going on this week. I've I've done quite a few double digit rolls, which is <laughs> unusual. <laughs> Rolling an eight damage, getting <laughs> eleven points of damage. Eleven points of damage kills it. Right. You, you you chop it up into little bits of kindling. Now what do you want to do? You've still got a move action. You've still got another attack, but you haven't got really anything to use it on. The passageway extends down to your southwest. You can make out in the smoke about fifteen feet of sort of dim descent. What I want to do is actually light a torch. Uh, yes, I'll say you can use your move action to do that. I'm going to light a torch. You can interact with an object. Yep. And okay. does that? I, I think it's only fair to say that takes up a move action. Proceed forward down the stairs. I'm using the attack and the move. No. Hold up. Let's have a look. Interacting with a sturdy object. boot from behind. Yeah. Because I've got. I'd have to get it that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do a bit of a rules check. We've got, there's a list of stuff. Right. Things that you can do. The interactions with an object that are free as part of your move action. I think because Paul's putting his weapon away and then taking. Light I'd have torch, to put a weapon away, a take a torch out, light a torch. Yeah, it's not I just think a simple interaction. I don't think. No, I fair. don't know, but it's also not a, so. But your if move. You drop his weapon. Well, no, well, hold up. So the thing is, to be a stickler, he has his action, which is used for the attack. Yep. Mm -hmm. You can't turn your move action into something else, right? You can turn your action into the dash action and add to your movement, but you can't change your move action into something else. Oh, I see. The, act, the action yeah, was the attack. Right. Yeah. So your move action is a move which you can combine with an interaction, but I think you're a bit stuck. I don't know that you've got enough left to... Do what I wanted to do. To retrieve and to light a torch and to put away your other weapon and all of that stuff. So I think you're a little bit stuck. That doesn't mean you can't move. You're perfectly entitled to move. All right. I Go will on, move behind you. further down the corridor, just Maybe? 15 foot further down the corridor. So I can see yeah, but down. your dark vision reveals a little bit more. Yeah. The passage starts to turn south. So it's been heading southwest, so it turns south. It bends around to your left. Yeah. And the gaps between the tree roots, in other words, the size of the steps, starts to increase, as in horizontally, not vertically. They're not becoming steeper, they're becoming shallower. Yeah. And you can kind of see round that corner a little bit, and then at that point, you... you whatever. Can you give me a perception check, then? Yep. This is where the dice rolling stops being in double digits. Mm -hmm. And I roll... Oh, my God, right. I roll an 18, getting a 22. What's going on? Okay, so it, it's very smoky. And it's very dark, but nevertheless, you're getting the sense that there's a larger space quite close to you now. Okay. It's the mouth of this thing that we're in. It's a worm, <laughs> isn't it? 
Age of Worms, this is some sort of worm we're in, like you're saying, Paul's <laughs> stomach. It might be the worm that summoned the black pudding that's in the, or is it the brown yeah, mold? brown mold. The yeah. brown there mold. There must yeah, be yeah, some yeah. vampires somewhere. Yeah, or, or, you, or you've travelled in time, that was the other one of time, yours, Johnny, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, there was that fantastic encounter where uh, you met some people with muskets, and you were convinced that the entire party had travelled forward in time to another age and it just turned out that it was a campaign with muskets in it <laughs> I mean you were convinced you based your whole strategy oh it doesn't matter what we do here because we're in the future anyway um, that oddly actually was set in this world that moment all those years ago in Miss World in Miss World it was a whole adventure was set in Miss World as is this encounter yeah um, that's whose stomach you're in <laughs> Actually, not Miss World, because she came third. Miss Uruguay, but anyway. Purple. Yeah, purple. Purple de Herpish will also go up the is corridor. This the surrealism episode or something? <laughs> Lobster. <laughs> is this difficult ground, these stairs? Yes. So there. You've got dark vision too, yeah? I do. I do. I do have dark vision. I do. Vision. I've I got do. dark vision, I do. Oh, I do have dark vision. Yes, I do. Uh, you can see that it opens out a bit. You can see a little bit of a room in it. Another sort of rough-hewn chamber peppered with stalagmites and stalactites. Teeth. Could be teeth, could, or could be villi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and not. you can... Give me a... Give, you give me a perception check, Burps. Burpitudes. Burpitude, Burpitude lives inside. Burpitude does. A tube. Ten. Ten, nah. What do you mean, nah? I mean, you don't learn any more than that. You don't You don't perceive any more than, than that. Favoritism. Blatant. Oh, manacles. <laughs> Why would they really go spat it in the face? <laughs> Grimbold. Yeah. All right. I'm moving up to behind Cuthbert and Burple. So Cuthbert and Burple and Grimbold are all padding their way down this passageway. They're heading down yeah. and to the southwest towards this chamber. Yeah, and yeah. I'm doing a light spell. You're doing a light spell, which is... On a is pebble, around my neck. So you can kind of see this passageway as well, but there's a lot of smoke, everything is obscured. Sessions? Well, I guess I don't want to get left behind, so I will um, shuffle up the stairs as well, do a move move up to uh, behind uh, Grimbold, and I'll throw the crushing coin forward. So as, using your bonus action, you'll push mm -hmm. the crushing coin in front of you, okay. And then we move on to... Parker, can you give me a perception check, please? Perception check. Yes. I roll an 11 for a perception check of 13. You can hear something behind you, Parker. Uh -oh. You can hear a sort of creaking sound and then a sort of thud. It seems to be coming from the passageway that heads back to where you came from, heads back to the dark cathedral. Does it sound yeah. like a door closing? No, it doesn't. It sounds like creatures coming out of roots creaking was definitely quite woody it sounded like the creak like the creaking of a ship's timbers or something or the creaking of a of a of a bow in a wind the two creatures I that will... subsumed into the roots have moved through the roots and now coming out of the roots behind us i will move forward to behind sessions so you're all packed now in the corridor. Yep. looking backwards i will ready in action yeah do do the produce flame and ready in action to throw it if I see a creature coming up behind us. May I ask a, an administrative question at this point? Yes. Did anybody pick up that object? The orrery? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yes, we did. Well, who picked it up? 
<laughs> Who's got the bag of holding? Purple. Yeah, I think I did. I mean, it's two foot across. Yeah. More than two foot across by about a foot high. I'm wearing it as a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder, because you've got go through the musical instruments again. Well, I've got... <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do have a lot of musical instruments. I've got some drums, some bagpipes, some pipes. Uh, it's like a one-man band. Yeah, those guys with the drum on the back. And, the, yeah. and then with the strings attached to the feet. <laughs> yeah. No wonder your stealth checks are so garbage. <laughs> <laughs> With the, with the harmonica <laughs> and then the ukulele, the giant bass drum on your back. Okay. Brilliant. I've got a lute. Yes. A flute. Yes. In fact, as a quick, I'm, I'm proficient in, in lots, but uh, in fact, those are the only two instruments I actually have. I'm proficient in bagpipes and pan flutes. Oh, so we're back to the same old problem, which is that you confuse proficiency with possession. Yeah. As with the, with the crossbow. You know, technicalities. I'm just like a really good guitarist, but I just can't afford one. Well, I have the best guitar. It is it is the best guitar. Everybody Believe says me, there's it. no problem. Everybody loves my guitar. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so yes, this rippling effect that's gone past you might have uh, deposited some creatures behind you. And it's Cuthbert's round. Cuthbert was thinking of lighting some torches and passing them out. I was just wondering if, if... Or lighting a torch and holding it up to one of the roots, actually. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to light a torch. Is there a root near me? Uh, yeah, I mean, there are roots everywhere. It's... Uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're all around you. They're everywhere, man. They're everywhere. The roots I'm... are all around you. I'm going to light a they're torch. They're everywhere you go. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm going to light a torch and I'm going to hold it up to one of the roots. Let's see what happens. It recoils, Cuthbert. Uh, you singe it and it recoils. And you can kind of feel a sort of sympathetic ripple running through the the very kind of architecture around you. Okay. Well, that's probably... Um, I don't know. Is that what I can do? Can I do more? Yeah, take an action to take out a torch and light it. You can move. I will then move through Burple and so I can see directly move down... Move through in... Burple? Wow. Oh, I move see. Through, well, past yes, Burple. I move through Burple, past Burple, so I can see down past south. Past Burpee Poo. Past Burpee Poo. Yeah. That's my pet name for him. And then, so I can see Captain down south. Burpatroid. Poopy Poopy Poo. Yeah, you, I mean, you can't see much more than I've already revealed on the map. You That's can fine. see... But I've got a torch, a burning torch in one hand. Yeah. I do have other torches available, should anybody want one. Give me a perception check. A perception check. I roll a... 16 getting a 20 i don't know what's going on yeah okay you can hear a growling in the darkness beyond the boundaries of your torchlight uh a wolfy vulpine canine ahead of snarl me. ahead of you yeah 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 so perhaps okay. in the darkness of this chamber the, the bits that you can't yeah. see you can just see it as the corridor sort of as the passage curves to the south and gently steps its way down in a series of little terraces. It then flattens out and opens out so you can see the first sort of 15, 20 feet of a chamber that's opening out before you. And then in the darkness beyond that, you can hear a, a snarling. Okay, yep. I mean, I've got dark vision 60 foot. Yes, but your dark vision 60 foot is giving you I see about this. a certain amount of vision. It's giving you 20 feet with a torch, maybe a little bit more, but then the smoke means that beyond a certain yeah. point, you everything is everything is just a mystery. Fair enough. Um, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Somewhere in the distance. Somewhere in the distance. I'm searching for a clue. Suspended in the... Ah, 
atmosphere. Here's a great big squad jeepu. <laughs> what a brilliant song. Uh, that was Cuthbert. <laughs> Is there a better song? To well, get I've had now. I'm on my uh, third beer. Um, <laughs> so you've pushed down a bit. You've lit a torch. You've looked down into the room. You can hear a snarling in the darkness. And we move on to Burple. A snarling in the darkness. Mm -hmm. It's a sequel to A Deepness in the Sky by Werner Vinge. <laughs> a great book. <laughs> um, can't see anything, yeah? Okay, well, I'll go one two three four five six well you're just standing there counting no i've moved okay so you move down to the yes you can see a little bit further you can see that this chamber opens up and you can see as you move further down the passageway your dark vision reveals to you at the front end the head of a giant wolf which is snarling and looking at you so there's a giant wolf Mm -hmm. about to eat me I will it looks pouncy it has to be said okay can you I... give me another perception check well not another perception can you give me a perception check a perception check man getting oh. at 17 we're rolling really well you think there might be more things in the darkness beyond what you can see okay well I in that case I shall do a spellington yep I shall do a Heroism on myself. Okay, excellent. What does it do? Oh, I can do. Ah, oh, so I'm casting it as a as a second level spell. So I can do it on two people. Its range is touch. So that's not really very helpful. Okay. Well, I will. Uh, I've moved. Well, now we're all in. We're all over the place now. Well, how far did he move? You got any move left? I've moved six. I'm assuming it's double. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, yeah. A willing um, creature you touch is imbued with bravery. Until the spell ends, the creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to your spellcasting ability modifier at the start of each... Oh, it's that one. It's that one. That's yeah, all yeah, I've got, really. Yeah. I haven't got anything else. Um, could do... What's the you've got a cure spell that you could use that instead of that on the with that first level I thought, slot. You had that, I thought you had that strange one we never remember. Was it Bardic Inspiration? No, that's not the... Sort of that's, that's not a spell, Paul. We all know how that works. Um, I've got a cure, so maybe I just hold it. Yep. Ooh, okay. I will. Am I ready? Yes. I will. In that case, I will ready to hit something that comes in range. Okay. Well, this wolf looks like it's about to, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, Grimbold. Grimbold. I'll move up to next. Stand next to Burple. Yep, right at the mouth of the passageway, looking into yep. this chamber. Yep. And I can see one wolf in the mist, can I? Well, it's not mist, it's smoke, but it's hanging in the well, air. Smoke, yeah, yeah you, can see the, you can see the, the, front, the, the front quarters, the four quarters, whatever it is anyway, and the head of this wolf emerging from the smoke. Uh, give Just me a one. perception check. Um, well, you don't okay. need to, because Burple can tell you. You think there is more out there in the darkness. Yeah. Um, I could do a chromatic orb. Okay. But have we been fighting these wolves earlier? Yes. Yes. Last week. Yes. So they're they're not that easy to kill, are they? Uh, we killed them. I yeah. Can't really remember. They do a lot of damage. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm gonna do a chromatic orb. So my last first level spell. I need to make a. I have the memory of this place. Ranged touch attack. I'm gonna do fire. Yep. And I'm attacking at plus six. So I'm rolling this. I roll a 16 plus 6 is 22. 22 is a hit on the wolf. Yep. And I do 3d8 fire damage. Mm -hmm. So that is 
18 points of fire damage. That's good. 18 points of fire damage on this wolf. That is, yeah, that is good stuff. Okay. Singy wolf. Singy wolf wolf. So I've moved 5, 10, 15, 20 up to there. Mm -hmm. And I'll move... Double move on the stairs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You've moved 40 already, Johnny. I thought you'd played this game before. 25, 30. No, I've moved 30. Okay, I'll stay there. You'll stay there. It's okay, you know, if you don't want to protect this primary spell using resource, then, you know... I'm at yeah, the front already. We want yeah, to we're use the We're going to back up purple shortly. Don't you, worry. Know, you know, you want to keep me alive, remember. 80 points of damage is pretty significant. You feel like you've uh, really kind of uh, knocked it back a little bit. Not literally. And we move on to sessions. I will move next to Cuthbert, which is about as far as I can go. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to already... Mm -hmm. um, told the dying when this told wolf kind of gets yep. told the dead, yep, mm -hmm. uh, right up to kind of burple so I can see it. I think I can. I'm see with it you. There. So you can hear the wolf in the to the south of you, but you can't see it. So you're waiting for it to kind of come into view before you can. Yeah, right. Got it. Uh, okay. First things first, Parker. Yes. You can hear movement. You're facing back the way you all have come, right? So you're standing in the entrance of this passage, looking into that first chamber. You can hear movement in the dark. Your dark vision will give you a certain amount of sight of this chamber behind you, but the smoke hanging in the air means you can't really make out much. You certainly can't make out the far side of this chamber. And it's from there that you can hear the sound of movement getting closer. But I can't see anything. You can't see anything, no. Not yet. Now... It's just luring us in so that we're all kind of in the right position for when he unleashes all the monsters on us. This wolf is going to leap forward and attack either Grimbold or Burple. I think Burple looks like the obvious target, but I'm going to roll a dice. So I'm going to roll a d6. One or two, it goes for Grimbold. Four to six, it goes for Burple. Yep. Favoritism. Well, Grimbold's tucked away in the corner. And, uh, okay, so it goes for Burple. It leaps forward. It attacks can it, Burple. Can it make it some... Oh, yes. So immediately... the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clangs in its wolf and ears. Uh, it's a wisdom DC uh, 13 saving throw or it fails. A two. Uh, it's uh, wounded, yeah? Mm, yes, it's wounded. How much damage do you do? Uh, I do eight points of damage. Okay. Uh, well, it doesn't like that at all. You think that it's looking quite significantly wounded already, but it still has a snarly bite at Burple. <laughs> Rolling a one. A big Does it bite itself on the foot? It misses even that. Okay, well, that's the end of that then. That's all it can do. Uh, there is definitely the sound of movement in the darkness behind it, beyond it. And can Grimbold and Burple give me perception checks? 14. 14. 11 for me. And an 11 for Grimbold. Burple. You're not sure, but the. The, the, you're, you're looking into a chamber, you can see a certain amount, and then the smoke gets too much to sort of see beyond, and your sense is that there are creatures in this smoky darkness beyond what you can see. Yeah. You've also got the distinct sense that it's a, a, a relatively sizable chamber. There's more space out there beyond in the darkness than, than is immediately apparent. Maybe it's taller, maybe it's deeper, something. So anyway, but out in that darkness, just think you detected the slightest hint of light. Uh, it was only there for a second. It's at a. F I'm not sure that you saw it, but something seemed to briefly flash or 
sweep, like a, a light sweeping from one side to another. Yeah, but uh, off out in the darkness of the smoke. And we move okay. on to Parker. So I still can't see any of these creatures. Can I make a perception check to see if... You can see the chamber behind you, and you can't see the creatures in them. It's too smoky. And certainly nothing nothing has emerged. No creatures have emerged into the area that you can see. Well, if I use my elemental attunement mm-hmm. to cause a gust of wind to blow some of this smoke out of the way... Can you... How... To what extent can you decide where that takes place? What's the range of it? 30 feet. Okay, well that sort of works. So what you'd like to create a sort of wind gust. Okay, so before you burn the the power, which I don't think actually costs you anything. No, it doesn't. You can see all of the chamber dimly. Yeah. And it's only that area of chamber that you'd be able to affect with your elemental attunement. So you might be able to clear the smoke from an area you can already dimly see, but you don't sense, your sense is not rather, that... There are creatures out there that you would be able to see but for the smoke. You think that you can hear the sounds of creatures moving in the passageway beyond your vision. Okay, so it's not... Yeah, okay. So I can't see them because they're actually not currently there. That's right. They're at the the extremity of your vision. If you were to remove the smoke, it wouldn't really make much difference. Right. Okay, I understand. Well, I'll keep my produce flame readied Mm -hmm. and I will move two squares on down the passage to keep up with everybody else. Okay, and then Cuthbert. Cuthbert's going to take another torch out, light it with the first torch and hold it to the roots. Yes, they recoil a little and you scorch them a bit. And he's going to say aloud Mm -hmm. something along the lines of, I'm just trying to think, take your monsters away from us. We've bested. In common? In, he speaks common and elvish and thieves can't only, so in common. Take okay. your monsters away from us. We've bested Theldrek. Tell us about the faceless one. Is Cuthbert an elf? Cuthbert is a half-elf. Elves are annoying. Why? It's just the whole thing, like, were you at that party? Oh, no, you couldn't have been. It was 500 years ago. Do you know what I mean? That. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to Steve's things later? No, of course you couldn't. Because you could, it's in 100 years, you'll be dead. It's just, anyway, whatever. Elves. He's like, we've bested Theldrek. Yes. We know you have a thing with the faceless one. Get rid of your monsters. Okay. Somebody's been reading the stuff in between adventures. Have you been paying attention, Paul? Possibly. We had some scrolls, which said a few things. So you're saying we've defeated Theldrek. What? What was the second bit? We've defeated Theldrek. It's easy for you to say. Yeah. We've defeated the faceless one. Yes. Get rid of your monsters. Yeah. You're, what, you're shouting this out in common? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then in Elvish, and then in yep. Thief's Cant, because that's all I know. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, well, no, I get that. Okay, I understand. That's uh, interesting. Uh, anything else? No. Purple? Not yet. Well, I'm going to obviously uh, have to hit the thing, aren't I? It's right. It's right there, trying to eat you. Yeah. How wounded does it look? Give me a... Um... Give me a perception check or a medicine check. I'm never really sure what the rule should be for this sort of assessment, but let's see if you roll a big number. Twelve. Somewhere between a third and two thirds. All right. I shall hit it, Comsa. Well, I missed. I hit armor class nine. I think we need to look back at what the scrolls were saying. Because there's unrest between the three. Right, so you think that they're they're kind of not friendly with each other. Well, if you look back at what they were saying, there's kind of like 
a bit of angst going on between them. And this is what I'm trying to do, is I'm trying to kind of go, I'm going to burn, I'm going to hold torches up the roots and go back off. You know, we've bested this one, we've bested that one, back off. Just to see if it works, just to back see if it off, pal. Just see if it happens. I don't pretend for a moment I've got any idea of the detail of what is going on. But there are, what well, it seems to be, is there seems to be kind of agents above ground and agents below ground. Who's Gralak? Who's Gralak Kerr? No idea. Well, I think Gralak Kerr. I mean, I, I kind of listened quite closely when they were read out and I didn't understand what they were saying or who they were talking about. So there's the Ebon Triad and there's the three gods of the Ebon Triad. But then yeah. there are the, the earthly agents of those. So, um, Feldrek was the earthly agent of, um, what's her name? Yeah. And Grimbold? Right, okay, I'm going to use my Shadow Blade. Yeah. And strike it. You're going to throw it, or you're going to strike it? Okay, got it. Strike it, so I roll a 12. 12, uh, with the cover, is a miss. Okay, I'm going to then attack with my plus one Bloodfin Digger. (laughs) Yep. And they roll uh, 9 plus 6 is 15. That's a hit. That's a hit. And I do 1, 2, 4. I do 3 points of damage from a magical dagger. Okay. It, it's not particularly significant amount of damage. What about sessions? I will do uh, Toll the Dead on it again. So if you can make it... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same throw. Uh, it rolls... Oh, it rolls a 16 for... And I yep. will throw the um, crushing coin forward at it. Yep. Oh, a 17 plus something. That might even be a hit. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a hit. It's going to be a hit. Yeah, three. Um, How much damage? Yeah, good question. Yeah, um, well, it's a, it's a critical question at this juncture. All right, so that would be... At this juncture, is it a critical question at this juncture? A glass of wine with you, sir. Uh, three, four, six <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> six points of damage, okay. Yep, okay, fine. And, yeah, that's basically me done. Burple and Grimbold, a creature, one of these little wooden uh, monsters, just pads its way out into the area of the room that you can see. It's looking cautious. It's looking like it's not quite sure whether or not it should commit itself to the fight. Mm-hmm. Parker... You can hear the sound of creatures getting closer. Uh, you can't see the other side of that chamber anymore, and you've got a sense that they are hanging it back, yep, so that they are um, just staying out of the reach of your vision. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely hear them closing in behind you. This wolf will attack uh, one to two Grimbold, four to six Burple. Uh, it attacks... Grimbold. There you go. Karma. Damn. And it has a good old bite at Grimbold hitting armor class. Rolling a fuck's sake. Rolling a three. Rolling uh, hitting rolling armor class. Uh. Hitting armor class eight, which I suspect is a miss even with Grimbold's armor class. And let's move on to Parker, but I think I should give Burple and Grimbold another perception check before we move on. Roll a an eight. Mm-hmm. And I get a five. Okay, no worries. Let's move on to Barker. What I will do is I will take two steps forward. Yep. Uh, can I still not see them? Or... You're stepping back towards the chamber. Yeah. You might... Give me a perception check. Nah. <laughs> no, no. Roll a dice. I don't mean just make a noise. <laughs> that was a great... 
Yeah. Uh, oh, a four for a no, six. You, no, you can't, you can't two. make anything out, no. One step further. I think if you're committing to studying, you can only roll the dice so many times. Okay, well, seeing as I can move eight in total, I will move four steps. So, back into, into the, the chamber. Room. Yeah. Okay, I'm being super nice. Give me another perception check. Oh, I see you. Oh, well, okay. I was just assuming that if I got close enough to them... Well, that's a seven, that's still not. But you're saying if they're on the other side of that room, then they surely should be visible to me. Well, it's complicated, but yeah, you can't make anything out. Okay. Well, then sure I'm... you heard the noise of movement. You you work your way back into... What, you're working all your way... Oh, you see, you're taking another move action so, to move back to where you came from. Yes. Well, I'm so I'm allowed to split my move up, right? So yeah. I can move eight squares. So I move four squares... But it's difficult to round, Pop. <laughs> oh, it's just amateur hour, isn't it? Hang on. I went to school man. with this guy as well. It's like oh. I've known him for. How does he get employed? Do you know what I mean? He came to my wedding, you know. Okay, so that's half. Yeah. I was able to move two. The whole squares. thing's a sham. The whole thing's always been just me living a lie. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is his name really Lucas? I remember his sixth form physics project, which was a button that made a sound. Which was a what? The button that made a sound. Paul's fallen asleep and he's just speaking in. Speaking in <laughs> Don't worry about Paul, he's he's long gone. So, um, what? Sorry, Parker, you did what? You what? So basically, that meant the original perception check was after I'd moved two squares. Now, if you're saying it's difficult ground, that's half movement. So you basically moved two squares up the path. Two squares. Yeah, yeah. Look, didn't see anything, and moved two squares back. Yeah. Okay. So another. Okay. Fine. Cuthbert. Cuthbert's gonna up, <laughs> I'm here. Cuthbert's going to hold both of the torches up against the roots. Yes. And it's going to say again, call off the monsters. We've bested Theldrek. We know what the plan is. Call off your monsters. Mm-hmm. Again, the torches are sort of scorching this, these roots that are embedded in the, around you. And you do get the sense that they're sort of withdrawing to the extent that they can. Yep. Mm-hmm. But there's no other reaction to you shouting that out. Burple. Okay. What do you think's going on, Paul? Because I certainly don't understand it. <laughs> I think creature. I think the thing is, is that this the uh, roots are part of the uh, whatever he's called, the the, the wood. Yeah. The okay. So, so, but why? Uh, yeah. So maybe. But, but there is there are the three of them, and there's infighting going on between three of them. Yeah. And what I'm trying to say is that we've done we've we, we've kind of beaten the earthly manifestations. So Theldrick was avatars yeah and we've and the other one so it's just like get stop trying to attack us otherwise we'll do the same here mm-hmm. right what's who do you think you're um, addressing your your shouting to the the uh, what, what's his name the wood great woodsman the great woodsman mm-hmm. okay interesting idea Let's yeah just on. to for absolute clarity we're talking about cults of gods right yes so Theldrek was a priestess Yes. Of Ban Shivu. That's the one. The wizard that you killed in the chapel of Asmodee was yeah, the faceless one. one. And now you feel that you're in an area that is infested with the cultists or the worshippers of the Grey Woodsman. Yes. Led by another figure that is mentioned in Theldrek's journal. Yes. But is that who you think you're shouting out to? And Yes. 
if you but you just can't remember what they're called. No. Fine. Is it is it Gralak? It might well be. Gralak Kerr. Gralak Kerr, yes. So I'm shouting out to Gralak Kerr and going, call him off. But if well, it's, I don't if understand it's... why he would. You definitely think, Cuthbert, that the, the, the tree roots are reacting to the to the flames. Um, mm. they're, 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 to the extent that they can move, you just get this weird sense that they're recoiling. I know that between the three of them, there is unrest. They don't trust each other. Mm-hmm. There's factions going on between each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of trying yeah. to play on that, but I don't quite know how to go about it. I've got you. Well, we've killed one, we've killed the other. Now, call off your goons, because otherwise I'll damage you further. It seems to be your... Yeah. I was making sure I was understanding it right. Okay. Uh, Burple, yeah. what, do you, what are you up to, Burple? Well, I'll have another attempt to strike ce monstre, comme ça. Mm-hmm. Rolling really badly today. Hammer class 13 is a hit, I think. That's exactly what you now? needed. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what you needed. So, 13 points of damage. I might use my last Bardic Inspiration. I think I will. 13 points of damage? Hold on, I'm using my Bardic Inspiration as well, which does another yeah. 2d8, I think. Oh, hello. Do you Psychic see base, you 2d6. Yeah. So it's another 8. 8 is enough, and you skewer this giant wolf. 21 point of damage. Yeah, 21 point of damage, and you kill it. Down it goes. Excellent. And Grimbold. Unless you want to move, Purple. There's a creature. Oh. There's, so there's one of these little wooden little monsters kind of snarling at you right at the periphery of your vision. I shall move to... Why is everyone hanging back? Because, well, why do you think? Well, I haven't got enough to move to get in there. I think Parker is hanging back because he's worried about things coming up behind you. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I'll come into the room if You get that's... another couple of... Uh, okay, so you step a couple of... Uh, uh, ten feet into the chamber, you can see a bit more. What you can see, Burple, yes. is that you're looking into a chamber that's peppered with stalactites and stalagmites. There's a creature right there. There on the stair. There on the stair. Uh, looking wary on the stairy. Um, and there are more. Is he hairy? As you push into the room, you realise that you can see another that's just on the edge of your vision. Down to your southeast, you can see another that's just uh-huh. about 10, 15 feet to your southwest. So there's three of these creatures. They're all keeping their distance from you. They look wary and a little bit nervous. You don't know what's causing that. Is it Cuthbert and his torches that are burning the tree roots? It could be something to do with that, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that you uh, sense is that right at the edge of your vision, you run out of floor and you feel that you're in a chamber that perhaps you're at the edge of a sort of cliff, as it were. Mm-hmm. So you the can... Mouth. Well, no, not so much that. More like you're in a you're in a semicircular chamber mm-hmm. and with the flat edge of the semicircle running across from uh, west to east to the south of you and that flat edge of the chamber is not a wall it's a precipice so you've got the sense that there is space beyond that but that there's no floor beyond that okay that's the best way i can articulate it i think well i'm sure i can do it better but i'm not going to bother uh, is that you done yes it is grimbold oh, is there another creature just on the edge there to the southwest. There's a couple of creatures. Yes, there's a creature that you can. Yeah, you're. 
we're going to be careful here with metagaming. Oh, sod metagaming. I don't, it doesn't bother me. Yes, Burple. But I'm assuming that Burple is narrating what he can see. You think there's another couple of creatures that are just visible on the edge of your vision. Okay, well, I'll move up next to Burple. So I'll yep. move um, yep. 15 feet. Yep. And then I'm going to do a twinned spell. Yep. I'm going to do a chromatic orb as a second level spell. Yep. It's twinned, so I'm using up my last two uh, sorcery points. Yep. So I'm going to fire that at so how, first how are you, one. You're splitting. You're sorry. You're splitting it between. No, I just get two two of them. I get two orbs. But do they have to be targeted against the same person? Yes. No, they have to be different. They have to be different different targets. targets. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So you're targeting the one to the southwest. One southwest that's uh, ten feet away, and yep. then one to the south. West, which is so, sorry, one to the southwest, one to the southeast. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay, so the first one, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to get plus six on this roll. Yeah. I rolled it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to your other one. Okay, and then the other one. Uh, seven plus six is a thirteen. Thirteen is a hit. Okay. So which one is the one that you've hit with? Sorry. The southwest to the southwest. The one to the southwest. Okay, so that's... Okay, you're running at disadvantage to that one because you can't really see it perfectly, so you need to roll again. Oh, um... Okay, well, I suppose... You can only just make way. out a sense of it in the dimness in the smoke beyond your torchlight. Okay. Oh, that's going to be... That's enough. Okay. Yeah. So I do falling fire damage. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Uh... 13, 14, 22. Whoa! Okay, you've absolutely... Uh, okay, I mean, you get the sense that you've done something very serious there. This thing howls in agony as your flames engulf it. But you're not sure that it's dead, but you've definitely very seriously injured it. I say, stay back! Okay, so, yeah, and okay. Then I, then I move back to where I was, at the foot of the stairs. Yeah, all right, and then sessions? Um... Oh, hang on. Sorry, sessions go hasn't actually gone yet, so it's still my round, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I forgot. I'm a halfling. I can re-roll ones. I keep forgetting that. I'm low. Oh, what for that first attack? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. So I'm going to re-roll the attack on the one to the southeast. Mm -hmm. They rolled. Uh, oh, a nine. nine. Plus, yes. That's enough. Okay. So I'm going to do seven. 10 points of fire damage on the one well, to the again, you've it's it just seems to be much more effective than just doing 10 points of damage. Yeah. <laughs> it seems really seriously wounded by that. It, it sort of flares the wood seems particularly vulnerable to your fire damage. Take that, you cad. Okay, cad. Yeah, what is this? Bulldog Drummond. Uh, and Sessions, what do you want to do? So I'm going to pootle down to next to Grimbold, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to uh, say the word of radiance. Whoa, hello, what's the word of radiance? Uh, you know, blackjack, probably, something like that. Dominoes. Um, Backgammon. Exactly. So all of these three okay. twiggy blight things uh, need to make a constitution uh, mm -hmm. saving throw. Oh dear. Okay. Well, I don't want, I don't I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to make a constitution save. Do I have to? Absolutely have to? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. It's not a disgrace, the constitution save. Let's give it a What is the uh, what is the uh, DC? Uh, DC will be uh, 13. A mighty 13. Okay, left to right, starting with the one to the southwest. 
rolls a uh, six fails the middle one the one out in the middle of the chamber rolls a 12 and saves and the one to the southeast tucked away in, oh rolls a 19 and also saves Okay. okay, well, so then only the um, only the first one takes yes. a mind-altering uh, uh, five points of damage. Five points of damage, and uh, okay, yeah, that's adding insult, literally adding insult to injury in the case of that one. Okay, and is there anything else you're doing? Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure how long my crushing coin is still around for, to be honest. I can't remember when you cast it. I think you've oh, we've done about... Let's say we've done five or six rounds in this session. Let's give it another couple of rounds and then say it's done. Okay. Well, then I'll hurl it forward at, uh, at yes. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, at disadvantage. Uh, my, bon- uh, my bonus action. So uh, ten and uh, nine to nine plus. Let me just remember what I need to. Um, oh, spell attacks are plus uh, five. So fourteen. Fourteen is, the... is enough. And it doesn't matter what you roll because it only has one hit point left. It is killed. And let's just make a quick boom dexterity roll, which it makes. So it, well, it collapses. You think it it was a chance that it was going to topple over the edge of whatever precipice it is that you're approaching, but it didn't. It just collapsed. And then it's the other creature. So Parker, you can hear scuttling in the darkness behind you. Yep. Yeah. Getting closer. They're coming to get you. Coming to get a godful of flame. One of these creatures, the creature to the south uh, east, emerges from the darkness of the smoke into the area illuminated by Session's um, torch and works its way up the room around Burple, heading towards Session's, heading towards the entrance, but not quite getting there. And the other one moves up a little bit as well. And then Burple, out of the darkness, seemingly out from beyond this precipice, snake some tendrils. Uh-oh. Don't like that. They are... Put you over the edge. And that, they're going to put it, you over the edge. It's yeah. that sort of... <laughs> things kind of come out. There's four of them. They come wow. flashing out of the darkness. It's almost like you're standing... You can only just see the very edge of this precipice. It's like they're coming up from down and from past in the darkness beyond this precipice. Woody-type tendrils. No, they they look like they're made out of stone. Stony. Uh, they look like that. Well, I mean, they're not made out, clearly not made out of stone, but they have the, seem to be of the same texture. You could mistake them for stone, but for the fact that they're moving. It's not a roper, is it? Roper. And the first attack hits armor class 23, which is going to be a hit. The second attack uh, hits armor class 15. Misses. Uh, 17. Misses and a hit. So we've got two hits and two and a nineteen, oh. which is a hit. Yep. Yes. Now, you don't take any damage. It's mm, even worse, isn't it? <laughs> grappled. But you are gra- you are grappled. You lucky person. Nobody goes home empty-handed. You, purple, have gained the grapple position, and you are restrained. I'm afraid my backpack is full. Well, you're going to have to make room, and you're going to make a little bit more room for the restrained condition as well. Yep. If you can find some space. 
Marvellous. You have disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. Marvellous. And you're grabbed by a couple of these tendrils reaching over the edge of the cliff. Uh, how pleasant. You know, I don't want to sugarcoat it. I can't sugarcoat it. It's not looking good. No. And we move on to Parker, beginning of a new round. I've got right. some bad okay. news, Dan. Yeah. What's the bad news? Are you pull me this round? No, worse. Uh, Our billowing hilltop Twitter account has been followed by somebody who describes themselves as a content creator and a talkative gooner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My alter ego has been discovered. Maybe it's some kind of mistake. Oh, no. Anyway. I mean, nothing could be done. I mean, obviously, block and report, but other than that. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Parker. We've, we've I've taken away the <laughs> spotlight from your round. As you seem to be doing damage on these creatures down here, I will take another look down the corridor. So I move two squares down and have a look. Can I see them? Uh, make a perception check. I will make a perception check. Oh, hello. Ooh. That's a big number. Rolled a 19, making a 21. Can yes, I see, Parker. Can I see them now, Mike? Yes, Parker, you can see them. The reason you couldn't see them before is because they're almost blended into this kind of structure, the root structure. It's like they're traveling in it and melding into it. But you think there's one creature almost directly to your north, into the chamber, hugging the wall, and another creature almost directly to your east, hugging the wall. So two of them skirting the chamber, zeroing in on you. They're both about 15 feet away from you. Okay. The, these are the twig blights, are they? Well, Graham has called them twig blights, and I like to stick with that. Yeah. Twiglets. <laughs> what do you want to do, Parker? Can I do my produce flame on him? Yes, you can. I yeah, I reckon you can. I think it's yeah, okay. So there's one to the there's basically one on the north wall and one on the or Yeah, wall. without your the west wall and one on the south. One of them is therefore almost to the north of you, one of them is almost to the west of you as they as they zero in on your position. It's gonna be a disadvantage though. Difficult to make them out. Okay. Let's see what that does. Roll a dice. Hold on, I will Well roll two dice. Pick the lowest. Um, so that was a 23. Which would be a hit if you don't roll a horrible number for the all. 10 plus 4 is a 14. That's enough. That is enough. Which it's one are you enough. targeting? One to the uh, north or the one, one to your west? One to the north. Okay. Yeah. Doing seven points of fire damage on him. Seven points of fire damage on the one to the north. Okay, fine. Yep. It sort of flashes a little. There's a little bit of a flash of ignition as your flames target this little woody twiglet. And uh, it squeals a bit, you know, and you can make it out because of the, because of the flash of flame see that it's sort of almost weirdly like part of the structure and also its own creature mm -hmm. what else are you doing is that it well i'll remain there you remain there and we move on to cuthbert cuthbert is going to take those two torches that he's got a long lead mm -hmm. he's going to take another two torches out of his backpack light them how many is cuthbert a spider or an octopus well he's got he can hold two torches in one hand Right, and where are the other two torches? In his backpack. He's just going to reach in. Juggling. Okay, so he's... Yeah, exactly. What do you use? This is Covent Garden or something. So you're consolidating the two torches you're holding in one hand. Yeah. And then you're rummaging around with the other... Yeah, okay. And you're pulling out another couple of torches. Yep. And then he's taking torch set one, mm -hmm. putting them against the roots he's already been putting them against. Torch yes. set two. Yeah. And putting them against another set. Yes. 
brutes. And they, you just definitely get the sense that they're recoiling from the flames as much as they can. Bear in mind that they're embedded in the in the structure in the walls. Yeah. The idea being that he's he's keeping the fire against them. Yeah. Yeah. And then he will, if he can, he will move. Right. He can't keep the torches held against the roots and move. So he's pushing them down against the roots. So he's oh, pushing... I see. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. And then what he's going to do is he's going to move back up the corridor a bit. And the mm-hmm. idea is that next round he will do the... He will take another set of torches and start. But he's moving back up away from where Burbel is in trouble with these tentacles. Um, Why aren't yeah. you helping us, up to Parker. Well, I have a choice between helping Parker. You're the main fighter, and you, you're never at the front. Depends which you call the front, because there's two fronts here. Well, the front that you're on doesn't necessarily mean the front that I'm on. Well, at the moment, you're you're in the middle. <laughs> yes, and I'm heading towards the front. Okay, so Cuthbert is in between Parker and the others. Yeah. Uh, and we move back to Burple. Now, what do you want to do, Burple? You're grabbed by these things. Let's talk about what... Break the grapple. You're restrained and you have disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. But it's not a strength check or a strength saving throw. It's dexterity acrobatics. Grapple creature's speed becomes naught and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. The condition ends if the grappler is incapacitated. Uh, sorry, where is the bit about escaping grapples? Escaping a grapple. A grapple creature can use its action to escape. Yes. I succeed on a strength athletic or dexterity acrobatics check contested by your strength. Yes. So you are not using a strength check, you're using an acrobatics check. Yep. Dexterity acrobatics, which I have as plus six. Okay. Um, and... I'm rolling really badly today, but I'm going to roll that. 16. 16. And, well, we've got two. We've got... The thing is, well, I don't know whether or not we're rolling twice. Well, let's worry about that in a moment. Let's do the first one and see what happens. So, what did you get? A 16. You made the first one. Uh, I've got a, I've got an escape DC. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so you've you've freed that's yourself from the first tendril. Yeah, that's an action. So you're you're still grasped by one tendril, but you're freed from the first one. From the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grimbold. Does it look if I attack the tendrils that they will it will do some damage? You think you can attack a tendril? Yeah. Um, what shall I attack the tendril? or Shall I do a chromatic orb on one of these things? Um, on one of these things. One I've of got the twiglets. One spell left. The, twig the twiglets. I'm going to get pulled over at the edge, I guess. Is there still a twiglet to the southwest? That's attacked by sessions. This thing, I guess. I think that one was dead. Yeah, the, the one to the southwest was killed by the clashing coin, and sessions is told the dead or whatever it was. So I'm going to move up next to the purple, and I'm going to try and hit the uh, tendril with. I understand. Yeah. Shadow blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah got it. Yeah. So I roll. Uh, it's got an armor class. A uh, fourteen. There's a miss. There's a miss, and then. Now I'm attacking with my plus one. Dagger. Yep. And I roll um, a 15. 15 is also not enough, I'm afraid. <sighs> These things are pretty difficult to hit. It has okay, to I'm be said. back to the foot of the stairs next to my cousin's sessions. And that is my go. That is your go, and we move on to sessions. Okay, well, I'm, the first thing I'm going to do is my bonus action is hurl the uh, crushing coin onto one of these uh, twig blight things. Okay, yep. So you've got these two twiglet, twig blight uh, Armor class, uh, math is eluding me, 12. 12 is enough. Ooh. For six points of damage. Okay, yep. 
That's um, been previously damaged by uh, Grimble's twinned fire orb. Yep. Then I'm going to try the um, word of radiance again. Yes. So the two twig blights. Are these tentacles part of a creature? Uh, you infer as much. Yes. But then it. Or at least they're, unless they're multiple creatures. Well, each one that I can see. So I can yeah. see two tentacles. Yes. Plus the two twig blights. They all need to make saving throws against. Describe uh, the spell to me. How does it work? It says each creature of of your choice that you can see within the range must succeed in the Constitution saving throw. And it's a, do you say it's a word of radiance? Yes. And what's the range that I can see? Uh, okay. 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 I'm not quite sure how to, to administer this, but we'll we'll radiant, sir. <laughs> radiant, <laughs> sir. Me, my reputation. The uh, issue here is that tendrils. I can't see the. The tendrils oh, okay. can't hear you. Well, I don't know. This is the thing. I think. Well, I think let's rule in your favour and say that even though they're an extremity, they are within the radius of your spell, and we'll see how that goes. So tell me what I need to do. Constitution saving throw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So starting with the two twig lights. First one rolls an 11, gets a 12. What was the DC? Higher than that. 13. And the second one rolls a... F- Both fail. Okay, so how much damage is that? Two on the first one. Yeah. Five on the second one. Well, that first one, the one that's to your uh, southeast, is looking quite significantly wounded now. It's been affected by Grimbold's spell and the crushing coin and now this. Yep. Right. The one that's a little nearer to you looks less damaged. And then we're going to roll a saving throw thing... Mm-mm. It's not a great saving throw, it has to be said. If you had affected this thing with the tendrils, what, the d- what would the damage have been? It would be uh, one point of damage. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. Okay. So that is it for sessions. Uh, uh, no, I can move. And I will yeah. just uh, step back up the stairs a little bit. Okay. And now it is the nasty creatures. So let us start with Parker to the north. Parker. Parker. So, Parker, <laughs> two uh, these little creatures, one of them you've just targeted with your um, produce flame. Yep. Yes. They rush up to you. First one, just it sort of ripples along the wall. It's part of the structure. It's not part of the structure. Then suddenly it's a thing in its own right. And it's on you, and it attacks you uh, with a disappointing, I'm guessing... Oh, it's a 20! Oh, it's a 20, Parker. And this little twig creature has got a decision to make. Is he going to gamble? Is he going to (laughs) gamble? Family in the audience. Is he going to gamble? Life-changing amount of damage. Yeah, fuck it. It might as well gamble. Let's see. Okay, here we go. It's probably going to roll too low. It rolls. Uh, oh, it rolls a 16 for armor class 21. Oh, and so it is a critical. I'm going to deal a card to myself. God's sakes! It was your idea to use these cards? What? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Against my That's talking about yeah, press just, advice. Yeah. Oh dear, this is not good. Oh dear. This is very not good. This is a deadly card. <laughs> You've got slashing, piercing, bludgeoning, and magic. Oh my god. Nicked, <laughs> nicked artery. Oh no. Parker, I don't know how to... You're dead. You're in terrible trouble, Parker. Can you make a DC 18 constitution saving throw? <laughs> what? really want to make this roll. 
No. Okay, you've got a nicked artery and you're going to be taking damage on your turn every round. Can I do a heal? Uh, let's have a look and see. Does a cure wounds? I think that I'm going to rule that a, that a magical healing would, would stop the bleed, but otherwise mm-hmm. you're taking quite significant damage each round on your turn from now on. The other creature, you can hear it crowding up behind the first one as you realize that you're bleeding out. You're in real trouble. You've got this thing right in your face. The smoke is starting to kind of engulf you and another creature comes up behind you. All you've got is Cuthbert behind you and that's little comfort because as we know, Cuthbert's a flake. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Steady that's on. a fair enough assessment, don't we think? Oh my Well, God. I think it's assessment of Paul, but I'm not sure about Cuthbert. Oh! Well, that's true, yes. <laughs> Oh, really, Paul? Uh, sorry, are you wearing a Victorian nightgown? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, okay. Well, maybe it's time to snuff out that candle. <laughs> Close your leather-bound book. Um, <laughs> we really winky. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. So I've heard. So I've, yeah, but I mean, it's all, it's not how big it is, it's how big it gets, apparently. And then we move on. <laughs> purple. No, let's not do purple yet. Uh. We've got two twig blights in the chamber to the south. One of them runs up to Grimbold and attacks him, rolling a 14, hitting armor class 19. Grimbold, you take eight points of slashing damage. The other one moves up behind Burple, but doesn't attack him. Burple. (laughs) Doesn't feel it needs to. What to do? Purple, you're grabbed by this tendril. More tendrils. Yeah, try and grab. Slash uh, out of the darkness. Obviously, at um, the first one goes for Grimbold. That's exactly right. What? Yeah. Uh, Come on. There's purple in the way. He's a much. I'm I'm the other side. You're you're actually closer. Two. Only rolling a two, which is a miss. Very good. Very good. But another tendril comes for Grimbold. This this time rolling a twenty. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, there's no point in gambling because there's no damage, but you are grabbed, Grimbold. Mm. And then there's one more tendril Great going to go for Why? Grimbold. Why is it going for purple? Because you're close. 12 hitting. Why is it not going for purple? Purple's in between. Where? Because purple. <laughs> Because Burple's already Burple's already grabbed. I don't need to grab. So Burple am yet. I. I'm already grabbed. Yeah. Well, we're just because you're going to get an opportunity to do something about it. And that tendril uh, hits armor class. I've rolled a twelve to hit armor class nineteen. Yes. So you're grabbed, Grimbold. Burple, you're pulled out of view into the darkness by this. It can tendril. move me that quickly. It can move you that quickly. And Grimbold's got two of them. It's half oh speed. My God. Cuthbert, will you just get your fat hairy ass <laughs> at the front, for God's sake? Purple. What are you all doing? you guys see playing around with torches. All you guys in see in the middle of the is Purple's like <laughs> desperate face as he disappears into the darkness. He just he's like pleading. You can see it in his eyes as he disappears oh, into brilliant. the darkness and then disappears down and over the edge of this precipice that you can kind of sense is at the edge of your vision. And as oh. Burple disappears over the edge, you've seen uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that idea of the light coming up from behind a cliff. Yep. Yeah. And suddenly, there's this bright light fanning out like twin spotlights. And it's working its way around. You can suddenly see the dimensions 
of the cavern that you're looking at. It's not huge, but there's at least as much over the edge of this precipice as there is that you can see. As this light comes up, it reveals the fact that you're in a chamber that runs about, let's say, 30 feet to your south, and then there's a cliff edge, and then there's another 20 to 30 feet of space out before that there's a rock wall. But Burple has disappeared over this cliff edge. You can just see the last hint of his silhouette as he disappears over the edge, as this light comes up from behind the cliff, and a figure emerges from behind the cliff. It's little like these wooden twiggy blight creatures that you've been fighting but sort of bulkier and weirder and daubed with odd kind of uh, tattoos and sort of war paint it's flying so it floats up from behind this cliff and hangs in the space what it seems to have is it seems to have sewn weird eyeballs onto its face like it was blind like the other creatures are blind this creature has sewed eyeballs onto its face and they're moving independently like a chameleon's eyes and they are bathing the space in these in this light uh and we'll pick it up next time oh it's <laughs> really scary uh, it's really scary i'm gonna have nightmares Thanks, well, I guess, think it's one for Cuthbert. That's anyway. your problem. The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Three Faces of Evil and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Thank you.